Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. So I'm not sure if today's review is more for my casual readers or more for my serious bookworms because I'm going to be talking about a book that took me far too long to read myself. So my serious bookworms will probably have read this already and are judging me for having taken so long, but maybe you're like me and you are a serious reader as well, but you also just have so many books on your to-read list that this is one you also just haven't gotten around to yet. And as you will have seen from the title, it's the book The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. So if you don't know, or you're just vaguely familiar with her name or her work, Joan Didion is, or was, an incredibly accomplished American novelist, reporter, and essayist. And unfortunately, she just passed away in December of last year, but before that, she really became known as a kind of grief memoirist. And that's due to several extremely unfortunate circumstances that she had to live through and tackle, which she did, and she ended up writing a couple books about them. There's actually a bit of an overlap in regards to the different books and their respective timelines, which I'm going to mention, but I'm going to try my best to be as clear and concise as possible in breaking it down. So this book, The Year of Magical Thinking, is about the years 2003 to 2004, when Joan Didion's husband, fellow writer John Gregory Dunn, unexpectedly passed away from a heart attack. And at the time of his death, their sole daughter, Quintana Roo, was actually in the hospital herself in a coma due to complications from the flu that progressed to pneumonia and then septic shock. But after Quintana Roo came out of her coma and recovered, Joan Didion had to tell her that her father had died. But shortly after that, several months later, Quintana was hospitalized again after collapsing at the airport in LA, hitting her head, which caused a massive hematoma. So this book covers that entire period of unbelievable chaos and grief. And it ended up being published in October of 2005. However, although Quintana recovered from her hematoma, she ended up passing away in August of 2005 of pancreatitis, right before this book was released while Didion was doing press for this book. So Didion did go on to write another book titled Blue Nights that was solely about Quintana Roo, her death, the struggles of her adoption since Quintana was adopted, and their mother-daughter relationship. So this is what I mean when I say that Didion is probably most known for her grief memoirs, because not only did she publish several works on the topic, but they're so incredibly poignant, heartbreaking, yet beautiful works of literature. And as you can tell from the brief description I gave you of this book and what it covers, you do want to be in a pretty good or just stable place mentally and emotionally before reading it, which why it took me so long. I knew I was going to be an emotional wreck, so I finally felt like I was in a really good place, and even then, this book absolutely destroyed me. I was in tears throughout most of the book, and honestly, it takes a lot to make me cry. 
but it was because Didion just has this way of being able to write about something so deep and so profound, yet be so down to earth at the same time. It's almost poetic, yet it remained completely unpretentious. And she's also a very meticulous writer, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting her very serious style, but I wasn't expecting her to apply her perspective as a reporter and skills as a researcher to something so personal. So that kind of took me by surprise, and I just found that really interesting. And she writes about the events of John's death and Quintana's hospitalizations, mostly in chronological order, but not always, because she's not just recounting the events, but also ruminating on them as well. So she sometimes approaches the same day or the same conversation from different angles or just different thoughts or feelings that occurred to her about that day or about that conversation. So it ends up really feeling like you're inside her head. In total, the book is only 220 pages long, so you can probably read it in one day if you want, but I would advise against doing that, and I would urge you to take your time. Her writing style will lend itself to slowing you down a little bit, but I would also urge you to consciously take your time. Not only will it be hard to read through the tears, but the topics are so heavy and so close to the heart that you'll want to let what she's saying really sink in, which is why I think this book is so impactful, because what she's writing about is so universal. You yourself may have already had a partner or immediate family member pass away, in which case you already know exactly what she's going through because you've been through it yourself. Or you know that it will happen to you at some point and you know that someday you're going to experience exactly what she's going through. So although the context of this novel is specific to Didion, the experience is universal. Which is why I would actually say that this book is great for everyone. Because, like I said, either you experienced it already, or you're in the midst of experiencing it, or you will experience this in the future. And that actually gives you a certain sense of comfort in knowing that you're not alone, or you won't be alone. And I do have to say that I very foolishly had some preconceived notions about this book. For some reason, well, not some reason, it was actually because of the title, the Year of Magical Thinking, and some people's reviews of this book. I thought this book might be a little bit like Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, which recounts a lot of personal, emotional trials and tribulations as well, but it does have a very eat, pray, love positivity to it at the same time. So I was still expecting the seriousness of Didion's style, but maybe with a little bit of a positive spin at the end in regards to how she managed to get through all of this, but it is definitely not that type of book. It's pretty heart-wrenching from start to finish. There is zero Glennon Doyleness to it. And I think another reason I had had that thought is because I'd been seeing so many recommendations for this book and people were really presenting it in a way that you should read this too in order to think magically if you're going through something similar to overcome this grief in your life. But instead, it's actually a really good book for people going through something similar for a totally different reason. Like I said before, you're going to feel a sense of kinship. This is not a book that is going to help you overcome grief by guiding you through it. 
but it will help you overcome it by knowing that you're not alone. And that's where this book's significance and impact really lies. So with all of that said, obviously I'm giving this book five out of five stars. It's an excellent book to have as part of your collection and one that you can and probably will revisit at some point. And whether you've read this book or not, if you're interested in learning more about Joan Didion's life and her career, you can actually watch the Netflix documentary, The Center Will Not Hold, which came out in 2017. But in the meantime, be sure to stay tuned for more book reviews, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, subscribe from wherever you're listening from, follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.